And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Welcome, everyone, to the House of Fire. We are live from the bunker, and we are broadcasting uh, to Odyssey, Facebook, and YouTube right now, and uh, it's going to be an interesting, interesting discussion, I think, today. Um... We'll get into it here real quick. Want to give a shout out to the people who are listening to us on a podcast platform. Excuse me, podcast platform, uh, which we're on lots of different ones. Uh, we've got listeners in Spain, France, the Philippines, Japan, Australia. Good to have all of you with us. And uh, do want to invite you to check out the video every now and again because sometimes, uh, sometimes we share some things. Uh, visual aids that don't quite translate into radio, but, you know, that's okay. That's all right. We are slowly making our way toward our 500th episode, which is going to be on December the 30th. But today, we are talking about the collapse of FTX. Dun, dun, dun. Now, we've got an all-star panel joining us today uh, to talk about this from various different points across the globe. Matthew Stevens and Dan Danford in, are, are coming in with the investment perspective and Judah Engelmeyer here to talk the PR angle on this. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. So Hello. Let's, let's, kind of, let's kind of set the table here for a second with what we, what, what we know, what we think we know, maybe kind of know. So FTX is this cryptocurrency token, FTT. Uh, FTX, I guess, is the, is the company. And apparently has, let's be generous, mismanaged its funds. Uh, to the point where uh, I think they're about to, they're, they've filed for bankruptcy or they're about to file for bankruptcy or something. And there's a lot of questions about how this thing fell apart and where the money went, because apparently some of the money has gone. They've recovered about $750 million of it, apparently. But this thing just collapsed unexpectedly. And they were a big donor to a lot of politicians and a lot of uh, a lot of political action groups and this thing is you know it's it's a mini-headed hydra the more we find out about it the more of a disaster this looks to be and last week of course we've got all of the stuff happening with the Walt Disney company and and Cameron Pasha who who may be able to jump in here a little bit later on he's got a theory that what happened with the Disney company has something to do with what happened with FTX. And, of course, we've got the whole angle with the U the war in Ukraine, and we've got other cryptocurrencies that are now starting to get affected by this, BlockFi and, and, and uh, was it Tether and, and some other stuff. This thing's a mess. And it doesn't look like it's going to get worked out or figured out anytime soon. 
Well, when you, um, so uh, FTX was an exchange, which means that you send your money in and each of us send our money in, and then we're able to exchange with each other or others. Um, and that those transactions all take place on that exchange. It's beginning to look like they didn't keep very careful uh, track of how much was mine or yours or somebody else's. It's starting to look like they just used all the assets of the exchange uh, for some of their own trading activities. I mean, technically what you should do is you should be keeping track of the client's assets and then spending your own money to trade um, and, and make more money. It's beginning to look like they didn't they did not keep those lines of distinction the way they should have. I seems to me that. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Seems man. to me that they they uh, operate with no capital requirements that I can tell. Uh, they're total without without regulation. So I think it's one of the few times I've ever thought there maybe there should be some regulation come in. Well, well and the, it's, and the guy, yeah, that, the yeah. guy they put in charge to manage this kind of thing, uh, uh, some uh, a lawyer. He says, I mean, and he 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 managed the Enron fallout, and exactly. he says this is the worst, most mismanaged mess that he's ever come across in his entire career. And and there are a lot of people wondering why this this Sam Brinkman Freed isn't in jail yet. I mean, he can't be found. That's why. <laughs> Well, he's supposed no. <laughs> he's supposed to be speak, speaking to uh, to groups up there in New York with Janet Yellen and Zuckerberg and and Yelinsky and all supposed to be there uh, some event sponsored by the New York Times. I mean, I guess so. There are two issues here. You know, Dan was being very kind about it by saying that there seems to be improprieties. I think they did. I think it's intentional. It's 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 fraud. It's theft. And and there's no no, no way around that. It wasn't accidental. Wasn't something they might have missed, and they didn't realize their regulations. And I don't know what the Bahama, Bahamian reg regulations are, but they do. They do know what SEC regulations are. They have to have been aware of that. There are plenty of people working for them that are aware of legitimate trading regulations, and they violated just about all of them. And I think it was for greed. I think it was a little arrogance, thinking they could do it better. You know, almost the Bernie Madoff style, thinking maybe I'll just not everyone's going to cash in the same day, and I'll keep. I'm paying off people and eventually you know we'll get to a great time in history in financial history again where i could just make all that money back and nobody will be the wiser but at some point they got in too deep and sam bankman freed is a little bit of an arrogant self-righteous <laughs> smart ass <laughs> and that's that, 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 well and, they're, they're but, side by side he had a trading company that's part of the same outfit Exactly. which tells me that that they were taking Dan's cryptocurrency and trading it for their own benefit is what it tells me. Well, they also and gave that, a loan. They gave a yeah. personal loan of a billion dollars to Sam. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and the other part That's, of that, too, is I mean, they're using some of that money for personal expenses. You exactly. know, they, they bought the house exactly. and they do this. But not only that, but you've also got Bankman Freed's girlfriend running Alameda and right. her dad was a, I guess one of the one of Bankman Fried's professors in MIT who right. used to work for the guy currently in charge of the SEC when he was at MIT. Gary, so it, Gary Gensler, this, yeah, yeah. So it's all this, you know, yeah. You've got these these connections that it, you look at it and you're like, hang on, wait a minute. Why didn't anybody ask any questions about this 
beforehand because once it the first thing that came out when all of this fell apart was that it looked like a big money laundering scheme for the politicians well that's also that that you can't you you can't you can't think of the situation without considering that as well there's a reason why there are some people who aren't working as fervently to bring this guy to justice (laughs) (laughs) I, i think that's i think that's well said um yeah it's a lot like honestly um Wall Street or uh, or Washington DC or other places. I mean, they, they, there are a set of rules there um, that you're supposed to follow and most people probably do follow them, but there's always been allowances made for people who are well-connected and, and wealthy and all those kinds of things. This guy's operating out of the Bahamas where there are no rules, but he still has all the connections. <laughs> Right. And they have mm-hmm. used them effectively. Um, I, I, I don't see how he's going to manage to stay out of jail. Well, and I yeah. saw, I saw something. That, but yeah. he's going to try for sure. Well, if the political donations have dried up, he may end up in jail yet. Yeah. Well, and, so. and I saw something uh, that he had apparently bribed a bunch of officials down in the Bahamas as well. So, you know, there, there may not be any quote-unquote justice from the Bahamas. Uh, but then you talk about the different donations. I mean, you've got this... Um, oh, I can't re- Somebody's put this together. Uh, a database of all the different donations that FTX has made. And there's a lot of red here, because a lot of people are talking about the connection to the Democratic Party, uh, the politicians there. But there are donations being made to Republicans as well. But if you look at the amounts that are going wow. into these places... You know, one billions of dollars. Yeah, I think I think I saw a total somewhere around 17, 17 and a half billion. But you look down here and you've got three billion going to the GMI pack. You have one point one billion going. You hear six billion going to the House Majority Pack. Tons of money. And a lot of people are sitting there going, well, wait a minute, our tax money went to the government for aid to Ukraine. Ukraine turns around, puts that money back into FTX. FTX goes through Alameda, sends all this money out to all of these politicians. And this guy is not like, in jail does, does yet. That, that sound like a uh, Ponzi scheme to you? Yeah, right? I mean, that's worse yeah. than anything that Bernie Madoff did. And, right. and mm-hmm. the amount of time that it's taken for anybody to decide that we're going to look into this, I mean, the, the House committee is, is looking at some, December 13th. We're almost a month out to, to look for this where, you know, Taylor Swift has a, has a Ticketmaster problem selling tickets and they're jumping all over this thing within days. Right. <laughs> I think our priorities are kind of screwed up a little bit here. Well, it's not our priorities. It's mm-hmm. certain people, certain people in leadership's priorities. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we understand things like that. So, so Judah, from a PR standpoint, um, I mean, I I get it's a mess. But how do you manage something like this? If you if you suddenly if you suddenly find yourself with a client who's who's deep in the weeds and scandal like this. What's his best option at this point? Because he's done interviews and he's been talking and I'm sure that he's got people wanting him to shut up. So it's an interesting question. You know, how would I handle it if I had a client like that? If the client isn't listening to me, I, I wouldn't be working with the client. I'd have to drop them. My own reputation's on the line for that as well. You know, I've worked for people with difficult personalities and difficult issues. 
Um, but if they if, if you, they have the ability to follow the follow leadership and follow instruction and go with the program, then that's one possibility of, of helping them eventually get out from under it. If they're just going off, you know, from shooting from the hip, still being arrogant, still thinking that they, they, they have all the answers and they're smarter than everybody else, then no one's going to work with them and they'll do it on their own. They'll fail on their own and they'll bust on their own. They've said he, he, you know, he, he doesn't even listen to his lawyers. Right. His lawyers are telling him to be quiet and he right. refuses to be quiet. Well, you know, if he, that, that is a special kind of arrogance. Yeah. I mean, when, when, when somebody's trying to keep you out of trouble, but you think that you know better than them, right. that is a, that is a special kind. Of arrogance. Exactly. So. exactly. Well, he's what, 20, uh, 21, 22 years? How old is this kid? I mean, 30, he's a kid. He's 30. He's 30. He's still a kid. Still a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he comes from a rather political family, also. Yeah, his mother, I think, here. is is part of some political action committee or something, and, and that's where he got started, I think, is what I read. But her, you know, like yeah. uh, his girlfriend, or former girlfriend, or whatever that runs Alameda. <laughs> Her parents were both MIT math uh, professors. Well, I mean, and, and obviously brilliant. So I'm not going to say they aren't brilliant, but I'm also going to say that group of people tends to be extremely liberal, right? Right. Um, and well connected. Uh, I mean, those are the kinds of. I think they were counting on the connections. You know, I think that 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 was a big part of their their business plan here. So. Um, I just, but the, the problem was they didn't pay attention to business, I think. Well, I think they also Oops. ripped off a lot of people to a lot of money. And at some point, even the, even their, their protectors can't protect them from that. Yeah. Well, and you talk about FTX being an exchange and, and I, this is, this is something that I don't really understand all that much, but um, there is this uh, report here. Bank uh, crypto lender BlockFi, which just filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, they've, they've got $355 million worth of cryptocurrency stuck on FTX's exchange. So how exactly does the exchange work that BlockFi can't access their tokens? Well, so BlockFi is actually a lending company. And what they've done is they have collected money from investors and then they, they loan that money to crypto uh, investors to buy or sell or trade crypto things. And my <laughs> guess is, is, so my guess is that those cryptocurrencies that you're talking about there, the 350 million or whatever, that's probably collateral for loans. And so now they're trying to collect the collateral on loans because everything's gone down, but mm -hmm. they can't even, it's like we've already said, there's, there's cryptocurrencies missing. It's not there. And so that's why it's probably going to bring uh, BlockFi down. BlockFi is, uh, again, it's another, it's a, it, it is a lending platform, but it is not a bank. Okay. So it's all these things are kind of operating outside of the normal regulations that we expect in the United States. And it's not just BlockFi. Um, no. Here's, a, here's no. an article yeah. here. Let's see, where is it? Uh, I just had it. Um, TechCrunch uh, doing an article here. The headline is, BlockFi files for bankruptcy. How contagious will FTX's downfall become? And I saw some mention of Tether uh, so being Tether possibly is exposed. interesting, too, because Tether, now, like, you know, and I know that that 
um, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, they fluctuate a lot. They're very volatile. That, that's why people can make so much money in them or have made so much money in them. You can buy it for $1,000 and later on sell it for $15,000 because it's that kind of volatility. Tether is supposed to be a stable coin. In other words, it is a cryptocurrency, but its value is supposed to be tied to the U.S. dollar. One U.S. dollar for one uh, tether. But interestingly, in the articles that I read this morning, one of the things that's happened is, so they technically are supposed to have a dollar for every dollar they issue. Right. But there's no audit trail. Okay, so they've been they say they have a dollar for every dollar. And that's the idea behind it. And the idea behind it is so that you don't get the wild fluctuations. But from what I have read, they've been promising some kind of audit for like five or six years, and it has not materialized to this point. So it goes back to, you know, is it or is it not? Is it tied to the U.S. dollar? Or is it not tied to the U.S. dollar? And those kind of, it's like, you know, Warren Buffett says, when the tide goes out, we find out who's been swimming without trunks. That's, that's, what, that's where we are. Right now. We're going to well, find out. This thing's and, collapsing. We're going to find out. And that sounds like a messaging problem more than anything else, really, because, you know, like you and I have talked, we've, we've talked on this, on this show before about blockchain just as a general concept and the security and all this other stuff. Whereas yes. now you've got cryptocurrency and you've got all of these different cryptocurrencies out there now that are vulnerable. At least the perception is that they're vulnerable. So how do you get in front of this? And Judah, this is probably a question for you. How do you get in front of this and sit there and go, oh, no, 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 no. They're in trouble. We're fine. How do you massage the message so that you don't have a total collapse of confidence across every part of crypto. Well, first of all, I think that that other crypto um, investors or not investors, every, every, other crypto financial institutions, for lack of a better word to call them, um, should be coming out right now with their guidelines, their differentiations, explain, help, listen, crypto is still a very, it's, it's the wild, wild west out there still. People have no idea what crypto even is and why it is and why why we need so many of them and what and, and what, what what the end goal with these things are. It's a, it's it's something created out of air that, that has value that we have no idea that I can't explain why it has value. You know, a Van Gogh has value because people cherish it. Right. Um, you know, a piece of gold has value because we seek it. It's a rare, it's a rare, rare metal. I, I don't know, you know, money has value because we need it and it's backed up by 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 wh whichever government backs it up to the degree that they back it up. But crypto is just, <laughs> you know, first of all, there are now a thousand different cryptocurrencies out there, you know, for lack of a better word, coins, you know, but they're not real coins. Um, and no, and I think that it would behoove any of these crypto um, heads to come out now and, and help in layman's terms, explain what crypto is, explain how there's is superior or how the safety and security there's a superior and also how crypto investment works you know ftx exchange what the hell is that you know i, I mean i i i i i only i i invested in crypto eventually only because paypal started picking it up and i trusted paypal as an institution i wasn't going on these exchanges that i can't that, that i don't understand it's just it's you know just throwing my money away and yeah i i, I could have invested at 12 dollars when and then it was it was sixty four thousand. 
that's my loss, but I have no idea what it was at the time, you know? Right. Well, and the other thing, yeah. I mean, seriously, bring out the audited statements, you know, right. if you say that you've got whatever it is, say you've in, in your account, you hold 10,000 bitcoins, you know, show me something from a, somebody who's got some authority that went in and encountered them and made sure there were right. 10,000 of them. And right. that's, you know, in an exchange, what you're doing really is you're counting on the, 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 the trust and loyalty of the people operating the exchange, that right. everybody has what they say they have in their right. accounts there. The way to boost the trust and loyalty among clients is to prove that they're there. And what we're seeing now, I think, with FTX is it wasn't there. I it mean, it may have said it was there, but they were trading it in another account someplace, you know? Well, That's, and the fact that all of this is digital currency and, and doesn't really, like Judah said, doesn't really exist except ones and zeros out in the ether somewhere. How do you even count it? Because here's my record, which, you know, we know going all the way back to the days of the untouchables, you've got one set of books for the inspectors and you've got one set of books that show the real stuff that's going on. I mean, this is easy right. to fake. Well, the, you know, so mm -hmm. the, the mystery behind the blockchain is that there should be should be. I'm going to say there are records wow. of what people are supposed to own. Right. Now, whether or not they do, that's the big question now. But the, the, the record can't be changed. That's the right. that's the beauty behind blockchain. Whether Sam really has what he says he has, that's a different issue, right? Right. And that's what mm. needs to be verified. And right. I think a lot of this is what you said earlier. I mean, this is one of the reasons why Gary Gensler is talking about this so much. It's because it is the Wild West and because they are ones and O's on a computer someplace and people are investing their money, but they're doing it without, you know, the kinds of proofs and things that we require for, you know, publicly traded stocks and bonds and that kind of thing. Well, that ping you heard was Cameron Pasha dropping in and I don't know where he went. It was he was just he was just here. Oh, there he comes. There I he saw comes. him. There he is. There he is. Ah, we changed the cameras. Cameron Pasha. You've got a better right angle. You can actually see me with the lighting. There so you yes. go. There you go. Welcome, <laughs> sir. We, it sounds like people are talking about cryptocurrency. We <laughs> are. Yes. We're talking about the whole FTX <laughs> thing. Now, here's what I want to do. Um, I want to get into, uh, Cameron, your theory about FTX and its impact on the Walt Disney Company because you're you're putting out there and other people are starting to pick up on this mm -hmm. the connection between FTX and and Disney specifically but I think this could impact a number of other things we've seen a lot of other crypto exchanges are getting affected by this mm -hmm. but you have uh Christine McCarthy the CFO of Disney panicking and and we had that last minute that late night last minute board meeting you know emergency thing and I think you're right uh, uh the you know 10 days after the earnings call is not when you have an emergency meeting about the earnings call. I, th I think I think you're right on that. And, and the messaging that's come out about, you know, who's done what to the books. Mm -hmm. But your theory is that the collapse of FTX was the trigger for replacing Bob Chapek with Bob Iger. And it would and it does it does. Uh, I, I think it's significant that it was the chief financial officer that pulled the trigger on this thing that made this all start to happen. But so, you've got uh, you've got this connection because Disney invested in 
uh, the Polygon Network, which is a big crypto thing. And, right. you know, every just to, just to lay in some here to support your theory, we've got that, but we've also got this where FTX basically said, hey, we're really, we're really proud to start investing in Polygon. So there's the FTX Polygon connection, which takes it back to the Disney FTX connection. How, how, how exposed do you think Disney is with this? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on, and thank you all, gentlemen, for allowing me to come in the middle of your conversations. I apologize for interrupting. Them. I've been, I'm currently visiting my sister in Houston, and I'm about to leave for the airport shortly, so I've been running around doing all the last-minute prep things. So thank you for letting me come in. Uh, but yeah, so 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 Jason, so you know, I put I put this theory out there last week. I put it out on my Patreon first. It came to me as I was looking at all the data points. And it's again, this was this remains speculation, but it was the only thing that so far I can see that connects all the data points that we publicly know. And as more information comes out, all the data points keep aligning with this theory rather than with alternative theories. Uh, and so every day more information comes out that seems to suggest that I'm at least adjacent to the truth or pointing in the right direction. Um, but so that, you know, in a nutshell, that is my theory, which is a, some, that the real reason Bob Chapek was unceremoniously and un unpredictably removed essentially over the weekend he's he's off introducing elton john at a concert and so basically told get off the stage boss you're not the boss anymore right that's not normal corporate behavior in any corporation that's not normal behavior on a something of this scale disney's like a country so it's literally like someone coming in secret service coming in and saying you're not the president of the united states anymore get right. off the street that that's not normal yeah. so something had to have happened mm -hmm. and the official narratives that were being presented in the media don't make actual sense to anyone who understands Hollywood, as well as basic corporate governance. So the, the two contradictory narratives that have come out so far, the original narrative was Christine McCarthy, uh, the CFO, uh, had like I said, an emergency meeting 10 days after, the, after this earnings call where they had to reveal that they had these weak quarterly earnings. And, you know, and a lot of things happened after that. Bob Chapek announced he's going to do a hiring freeze, all of these things. And then so 10 days after all that, she suddenly panics. I guess she had like a, a delayed panic attack is the official narrative, right? And and then she comes out on a, essentially on a Friday night and has an emergency call secretly with the board. JPEG doesn't know it. She doesn't bring her concerns to JPEG. And the official narrative is, well, you know, I didn't like his demeanor. I thought he was too blase and relaxed on the on the earnings call. That helped the stock. But I was like, what's he supposed to be? Is he supposed to be in panic mode? <laughs> Your job in the CFO is to say, boss, the numbers are bad. Let's cushion how we present them on the call. That's your job. And he did that. So that's not the reason. But that was the, what we were being spoon fed by the Wall Street Journal, which doesn't make any sense. And well, so well, that, that, that lands very badly. People are like, that doesn't make any sense. So no. three days later, could they come up with a new story, right? But Cameron, I, 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 I would think that it's, 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 it can be all true because, you know, we know that Disney's been suffering from, from a, a programming glut, I mean, a programming, um, I guess, deficiency, a, an audience deficiency. They can't figure out who they are, what audience they want to appeal to. They can't make a movie that's doing well at this point other than a Marvel blockbuster. Uh, and, and, and I think that had a lot to do with JPEG's decisions too. And now, you know, Bob Iger, the news of Bob Iger wants to, you know, rein in some of the corporate culture and make shows that you know respect the audience that people watch that's all chapek i mean that's no, no. chapek's announced plan that the Iger is not executing so that that doesn't make any sense i'll be honest with you that doesn't make any sense okay. at all because he's just executing chapek's plan in fact in the initial euphoria in hollywood was Iger was going to undo it 
And no, now but champion, but, but, champion, but, but champion didn't even do what he said he was going to do. He didn't well, get a chance. See, he and, announced and this it is, on Friday, and a week later, he's gone. Right. And this is something that we talked about. So on... no, let me let me present my theory because yeah. none of this stuff makes sense. My theory makes sense. This stuff doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm just going to be as frank as possible because you're defending it, and it doesn't make sense, right? Oh, I'm not defending it. I I I just think that Disney has a whole lot of a whole bunch of problems. Yeah, but oh, it yeah. doesn't explain an emergency meeting on a Friday night, ten days, and then the narrative keeps changing. So let me present the narrative. So the official narrative. Is that is that uh, you know she panicked ten days later about his relaxed demeanor. He doesn't. He's not taking it seriously. That doesn't make sense. And they're putting that in the Wall Street Journal, and they put that out there. And of course, right. it lands badly because people said that doesn't make sense. So three right. days later, they come up with a new narrative. They put out in the Wall Street Journal, contradicting, saying no. The real reason is that he's somehow she discovered that he had been adjusting the books uh, to hide certain you know losses on the Disney you know, television streaming programs and that this kind of chicanery on accounting overwhelmed her and she went as an emergency meeting. She's a CFO. She's the right. one in charge of the books. That doesn't make any sense. And anyone who knows Hollywood knows accounting chicanery is the whole system. Her job <laughs> is to tell him how to do it, right? Her job is to tell him, okay, okay, you got some numbers, you got to move this here, move that there. It doesn't make any sense. And it's not, an, I mean, the whole, for an emergency meeting means an emergency happened. Nothing that's been presented to us is an emergency. It's something that she should, should should have known weeks and months in advance. For something for her on a Friday night to panic and call and Susan Arnold said, I need to do this privately. JPEG can't find out. That's not normal behavior. So that has to something happen. The only thing that happened in the day or so before this this happened was FTX collapse. That's the only financial thing that happened. And it was a worldwide news. And then suddenly over the weekend, Bob JPEG is removed. So looking at that data point, and looking at the official narratives, which are obviously lies, they don't add up. The only thing that we know on the public record is FTX happened and 24 hours later, she's having an emergency call with the board says, don't tell JPEG, remove him and bring the old boss in, my old boss back in. And so looking at who the old boss was, Bob Iger, who is, right. as her publicly said, he is a, he wanted to be the democratic nominee for president. He still probably has those delusions, right? And we're seeing that FTX, at Yes, it was involved in both parties, but primarily involved in laundering money to the Democratic Party. So it should not be a shocker that maybe Mr. Iger and members of the board, uh, who are mostly his plants, who are also aligned with that party, and members of large investors like Vanguard and BlackRock that have been publicly touting FTX as the future, right? right. So they go, oh, we told Christine quietly to put some money in there for two reasons. One is we know they've had financial difficulties. Uh, you know, we had a whistleblower at Disney come out and say during Iger's era in 2017 that they're cooking the books. It didn't get Iger fired, right? right. She went to the SEC, it didn't get Iger fired. Right. And, you know, and, and so, because they were cooking the books because they're trying to cover $3 billion in losses at the parks back right. in 2017. So if this is a consistent financial problem that their money, the money games are no longer working well, one of the ways to cover that is let's do a gamble. Let's put the money in the FTX. It'll skyrocket up, right? We'll sell out at the top and we'll cover whatever hole that we can't have in the public and the investors find out about. Problem is the, the black swan happens. A Chinese in, a crypto investor says, I'm out. I'm pulling out of this. Right. Nobody saw that coming. And FTX goes to zero essentially in 48 hours. Well, well, well Cameron, you say no one saw it coming. This has been a financial company for a long time. And they're not, they, they've seen these trends happen before. They took If that if that's what it is, they took a really, really bad gamble. Really Correct. Bad they took gamble. a bad gamble. Yeah. And that is that's the only thing that explains a, 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 an emergency phone call on a Friday night and having your, in which you don't even allow the, the CEO to come in and defend himself and say, let me explain whatever the criticism is. Let me, don't even give him that chance. You don't even tell him you're meeting, you just remove him. 
that right. none of this is corporate governance 101. None of this is. This is not normal behavior, even by Hollywood standards, right? Even when Peter Rice, who was Chapek's rival, was removed a few months ago, and that the board gave a unanimous vote of confidence to Chapek three months ago, it feels like 30 years ago, right? Even that was done under traditional high old Machiavellian things. He got all of his pieces together. He knew Rice was coming for his job. He right. waited, quietly had meetings, took several months. And then we had all the board aligned with him. He fired Rice in a private meeting of 10 minutes and then gave Rice the chance to at least put out a goodbye email. That's right. Hollywood normal behavior, right? He wasn't, he hasn't spoken one word. He hasn't even sent a goodbye email because he has some kind of ironclad NDA on him. So shut up. Take this money, be quiet, don't say one word about anything, and that is not even normal. Uh, you know, you, you, when Mike Ovich was fired from Disney, he talked. <laughs> he talked and said, you know, he got in real trouble. He said, man, you're there. Oh, the gay mafia got me at Disney, right? Guess what? His career is over because he talked. He didn't his mouth shut. Whereas, right. whereas Jpeg is keeping his mouth shut because if I am right, this is FTX, what are we seeing with these crypto guys? They are dying in helicopter crashes. They are drowning <laughs> in the sea after they put out a tweet saying the Mossad is going to kill me, right? The, the next day they're found dead in the sea. Could Chapek's like, yeah, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. This, is, this, ain't about, this ain't about cryptos. This is about much bigger Epstein level stuff at a very high level. And they did this without telling me or they didn't tell me the extent that they were doing it. Exactly what you were saying about they'd have to put a really big gamble because what I think happened is the internal report on, okay, she sees FTX is clapped. She gets her inner people of finance to go, what the hell is our exposure? Give me that. Give me a confidential report. She gets the report. She's like, oh, my God, this is going to if this is true, then this is going to damage payroll on this date. It might be six months down the road, but we're not going to have money if this is true. And what's going to happen is I this report's going to go to Bob on Monday. If it gets to Bob on Monday, I'm fired. And then there's an internal investigation which unveils the members of the board and me and Mr. Iger were the ones that push FTX for democratic political money laundering. We all go to jail. It's the biggest scandal of our lives. So that happens on a Friday. She gets that report. She calls. Uh, Susan Arnold says, we have to have a private meeting because I can't give this report to Bob on Monday. We got to get him out by Monday. And to support that, I said, when I put that on Patreon, the two things that we need to support this theory have to happen. And they happen both in 24 hours. One is, if my theory is correct, that this is malfeasance around FTX, they have to hide that from the public. And how would they do that? Because it's a bankruptcy. And so 24 hours later, we have this bizarro moment where the judge decides that, uh, you know, th that the FTX uh, creditors can stay anonymous. That's not normal in bankruptcy proceedings, certainly not on this scale. So they were given a way out. So now we don't know if Disney's involved in it because the judge has said, just like Epstein's client list, you can keep it quiet, right? Number one. So that happened in 24 hours. And number two, I said, if, if it is true that she put this big gamble and the company is in serious trouble because of a stupid, stupid move like this, then they will have to, to have some kind of conversation with somebody to bail them out. And there's very few people that can bail out Disney at that scale because we're talking potentially a billion dollars or so of losses on the books, right? Uh, and so how do you cover that? You think I just one billion? You think, you think just yeah, one billion? I was going to say, how did, how did you arrive at a billion? Yeah, well, well, just, just one I'm billion? Just, I'm just throwing a number out. It's in the billions, right? We know there's right. what, nine billion missing, right? Uh, and right. Disney is probably a good portion of that. The reason I'm coming in around a billion is that the, the SEC whistleblower had said that there's $3 billion that don't add up on the accounts 2017 right. under Iger. She said $3 billion. So it's got to be in that vicinity. They keep shuffling, shuffling things to cover that three billion, one to three billion dollar, whatever it is, it's about that. But that's enough. That's enough. If the money's gone, if the money's just gone and it's down to zero, then that's a hole they can't cover, and payroll is going to be right. impacted 
February 1st, whatever the date is, it's gonna, they're gonna run out of money. So I said, if that's true, then we, we're gonna have to hear that there's some kind of talks of some kind of transaction on a massive scale for Disney. And within 24 hours of Bob Iger coming in, 24 hours, the rap is reporting that it's at least he's having conversations with Disney about some kind of acquisition. And he is, he's not denied it. He said, well, that's just speculation. Very carefully worded word. He didn't say that's not happening. It's just pure speculation. So if both those things happen, the FTX client list is kept private by the bankruptcy judge. And within 24 hours, the first thing Agar does isn't let's sit around and look at Bob Chapek's books and let's look at, he's first thing he does, let me talk to Apple. Hey, you guys want some of this stuff? You want all of it? Let's talk. That means that he was brought in to cover a financial crisis. That is the only thing that covers the data points because his behavior doesn't add That's up. That's interesting. Well, and, and I saw, I saw interesting. now more and more reports are coming out that Disney is in some kind of financial <laughs> crisis. They're going to put it on JPEG, and JPEG's like, yeah, I'm going to have to swallow this. Otherwise, I'm going to have a helicopter crash, right? Well, they, <laughs> you know, they, they so can... I'm going to be quiet. So that's my theory. I'm sorry to interrupt, but every other theory doesn't add Every other theory is a standard Hollywood PR thing that doesn't work. And that's right. the problem is their, their, their angles aren't working because it doesn't cover the data points. If a Joe Blow like me can figure this out, you better believe someone at Goldman Sachs has figured it out. Well, and the, well other, it, the other it, thing it, too- you, are you, Okay, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, sorry, Judah. I was thinking another huge issue with, 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 with that. I mean, that, that, that's a, it's an incredible theory and you're good chance that you're right. Disney can't hide that loss for that long. You know, FTX right. might be protected, but you know, FINRA and, and, and SEC are going to come in there, and at some point, th th they're going to find out where that money went. It's a publicly well, traded company. It might take years, but they'll, they'll, you know, Enron was unwound, and you know, this could, you know, th th this can lead to it if, if that's the case. But the problem is this: SEC is now implicated in FTX because, again, this was not reported in the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times or the Washington Post. Citizen journalists went to the SEC website and found the no action letter they put out in June. I worked at the SEC. I'm a former lawyer. I worked at the SEC. And so I know what that is. A no action letter, as gentlemen on this panel know, is when the SEC has looked into something and says, we found some kind of wrongdoing. We're just going to slap you the wrist and warn you, don't do this, or we're looking the other way. But we could penalize you, but we're going to take no action at this time. If in June, the SEC gave FTX a no action letter, means they looked into it, they saw something was very wrong, and they said, go ahead, keep doing it, but, you know, just try to do it a little better. See, SEC is implicated. This thing is going to bring, this thing is the Watergate of our generation. It's going to bring yeah. down, and it can, like you were right, it cannot be kept quiet. The mistake all these characters think they're doing is they're going to cover it up with 1950s Hollywood studio PR games. It's not going to work. It's just not just not, not just 1950s. Don't we, we had it with Enron. They did the same thing there. And it got, it, it's, it's financial, it's, it's, it's financial institution games. Also, everyone thinks they're smarter. Well, and the other thing too, I saw, I saw a couple of things on, on Cameron's point, the, the idea here that Bob Iger is the deal maker as one of his reputations. Right. I mean, yes. you look at all of the different acquisitions he did with Pixar and, and Marvel and, and Lucasfilm this would be if if he manages the the Apple acquisition of the Walt Disney Company. That's the huge deal for the deal maker. There, there's one thing. But then on the SEC part of it, you know, with the SEC exposed, the 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 guy in charge of the SEC has a personal connection to uh, uh, Bankman Fried through MIT. 
Yeah, well, he's so, the mentor of. Uh, uh, he's a mentor, right? Of the girlfriend's of dad. Father, right? Yeah, but he has. But in fairness, um, Gensler is, is not seen as the savior to the crypto world. I mean, he's he he is he has advocated for regulations and things that they don't necessarily want. So right. um, I'm not saying that their hands are clean. I'm just saying it's not as cozy a connection as what it might sound like. Right. But as it, as is pointed out, yeah. uh, uh, Cam pointed out earlier. Earlier, uh, this is an excuse. I mean, you have now uh, different experiments. They're doing it up in New York. The digital dollar, the official digital currency, yep. and yeah, US you know, this currency. goes absolutely. This that, goes that, to that, you know that's that that's the blockchain thing, and it's it's not going to go away. I mean, you can have scandals with all this kind of stuff, and 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 they are going to change those markets, but they don't change the underlying technology, which has great right. value. Blockchain yeah. has great value, mm -hmm. and, well, and it will. So, yeah. No, yeah, that's right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But but at the same time, though, you've got a you've got a lot of people that are looking at this, and and you know, science fiction stories are replete with all sorts of different instances of digital currency. I mean, you know, credits and 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 that kind of thing. So it's not an unknown concept for us and you know the technology some thing. version of of digital currency will happen it's yeah. inevitable we're at an early birthing stage where we're trying everything that is being mismanaged right, right? the or concern are yeah the concern yeah. that we the concern that a lot of people have and especially right. conservatives have is the ability for the government or agencies acting on behalf of the government to sit there and say you know what we don't like what you posted on Twitter. We're not going to give you access to your digital dollars today. Right. And right. that that's I mean, we saw this happen in Canada last year. You know, you know, Justin Trudeau puts out these emergency powers and they shut everybody's bank accounts that were that were putting anything, any kind of support toward the the uh, the the convoy protests. Right. Right. And now we're looking at this and this whole thing with FTX's collapse. It does give us, well, you know, this was all unregulated. This is all wild, wild west. The government needs to be doing it. Well, no, but look, look at it. Look at this, this free character. He's been out there saying, regulate yeah. everybody else, right? Yes. right. Regulate right. all my competitors, yeah. right? When he's the one doing all the crime. So it almost feels right. like it almost feels like this was a setup to achieve that effect, right? Yeah, it feels like and it. it well, and it doesn't, it would not surprise me a bit if, if, Disney has exposure to FTX. That, that that doesn't surprise me. I mean, we know that Tom Brady did and a number of other people. If you remember the Bernie Madoff thing, honestly, some of the biggest charities and richest people in the country invested in Bernie Madoff. Everybody wants in on something that's too good to be true. Um, the question is, and I think great points on all this you know how, how how big was disney's exposure how actually how big are other companies exposures you know that's the other thing is as this thing unwinds i bet you're going to find out that there are other big players that had right. money there especially when the skids are greased with all these politicians and celebrities and all that it it, it gives a false sense of security when you know your senator friend comes to you and said, hey, I'm investing with so-and-so. Yeah. And, you know, it just, it opens doors. And that's right. that's how these things work. Well, it, it was big enough that the Secret Service could walk in on the president and say, get off the stage, sir. Right? Yeah, it's right. enough for that, whatever this was. Well, and it, exposure of, I lost 50,000 bucks on this. No, 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 I get that. And and I would say both, in fairness, though, part, part of what you said is true, but part of it is, 
is is maybe a stretch a little bit and that is this guy's been walking on thin ice for a while i don't care whether the board was on him or, or not chapak had had stirred up some hornet's nests that were problems and it could be that the board just said on friday night okay that maybe it's maybe it's not a billion dollars maybe it's a million dollars or a hundred million dollars whatever it is this is enough this is the straw that broke the camel's back that well, is entirely I, possible. I, I would I understand that argument. Yeah. However, I'm the, the very fact that Bob Iger continues to now implement Bob Chapek's plan to the mm -hmm. anger of Hollywood. He's continuing the layoffs. He's continuing the hiring freeze. Yeah. This shocked Hollywood. If you look at the trades, the response on the trades and comments are people like, "We've been betrayed." Like, no. So this wasn't why he was brought in. He wasn't brought in to no. fix Chapek's mistakes. He was Chapek's strategies continue to be implemented, right? Yeah. So something else was the reason yeah. he was brought in. Well, well and you've also got, Hammond, could do it, right? you've also got this Hammond. article here that acknowledges <laughs> that, you know, you got this here from Variety acknowledging that a lot of the problems that Disney has that they're blaming JPEG for it were, were Iger's, uh, Iger's, Iger's policies. policies. So, but let me let me ask this. But, 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 but Cameron, that, that could yes, also sir. just be, you know, and Bob Iger's only been there for a couple of days at this point. He could just be doing this until he figured, you know, he's getting a, a grasp on him. I think no, what, no, you know, he's, 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 there's no way out of it. They have to fire people. No, I mean, no, no. I, I know. No, I understand that. He's got to get rid of the clowns he brought in here. I, I guess to, to, to the point you made earlier and, and, and what, what Dan said and what I said to you first is I think they could all, all those answers could be right for why JPEG is gone. It's not just yeah, one but again, answer. It I, I think none of those answers explains a desperate Friday night call where the CEO is not even given a chance. To that say, could have been the final. Let me argue my case. Let me defend myself. Right. He wasn't given right. that. That's a CEO. This is something that was so terrifying. They needed him off the stage without even knowing this and need to bring in somebody to cover something up. You know, it's, and I don't think it's something that JPEG did. I think it's something JPEG would have said, what the hell did you guys do? I didn't authorize this. And that's boom, that, that that's the end, right? You can't have him say that. So let me ask, let me ask this, because, because uh, Judah, you, you deal with crisis PR on, on a regular basis here. And, and to Dan's point, you're talking about a lot of different corporations that are probably exposed. We've got this article in Bloomberg talking about FTX's banking ties, and we find mm -hmm. out that they were invested in at least one bank, uh, a very small one up in Washington State, with three employees. But how many other, uh, how many other banks and financial institutions are exposed on this as well? And how do you manage? How do you how do you get in front of this and and try to restore confidence in your company if it if it comes to light that you're involved in some kind of FTX exposure? I mean, what do you, what do you do from there? I, I think that any company should first be evaluating their financial their financial positions on this right now and what because it's going to be difficult. What what they're going to do? A lot of them are going to try to duck and cover and pretend it doesn't exist and hide exactly what Disney might be doing if if Cameron's theory is true. Because no one wants to admit that a the that, that that they were that they were aligned with it that b that they had that much exposure and they're that stupid. Um, but my suggestion would be on the on the crisis communication side, if you want to really restore confidence, a bank that has exposure should come out. One of them at the very least should come out and just say, "Listen, we made a big mistake, and we're willing to, and we're going to we're going to heads are on the chopping block. We're going to rebuild." But you know, it's so hard, and you're not going to see a lot of that. You're going to see more, a lot of covering. Everyone can they don't have exposure. Everyone's trying. Everyone's right now going through all of their, their their files and trying to figure everything out right now, see how they can lie and cover it up right now. I don't think you can have anyone at the moment coming forward and saying, I did it. 
You're absolutely but, but, right. That's why it's not going to work because they don't right. understand the environment they're currently in, which is not even the environment of Enron. We have right. this mass social media. When Enron happened, you didn't have citizen journalists and randos like me right. on YouTube saying, my sister was a CNN journalist who covered Enron. She covered it all. Mm -hmm. She knew all the characters, right? She saw all of it. And you didn't have people out there going, well, the right. official narrative doesn't mean, let me look into this. Now you've got right. this. They can't cover right. it up. Yeah. So, they, but they're going to try because that's that, that that's that that's their go-to position, particularly because there's they're open to tons of legal suits, which could expose them to even more losses. They're open to regu regulatory law, regulatory issues. We're open to open to more problems as well. Nobody open to helicopter crashes. They're open to helicopter yes. crashes. Yes, yes. And they're going to say they were the accidents. Yes, Ac accidents. Yes. Yeah. They're going to say they, they were duped. Say. They're going to say you know yeah. he was. You know, he was he was so smooth and we believed him and so did blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that, that, <laughs> but but waiting for a little while to see what shakes out before right. they come out is probably what's going to happen here. But I but, do suspect there's right. going to be there's the dominoes are going to yeah. fall here. Dominoes are going to fall all over the place on this and, one. And, and, you know, if, if I were if I were recommending to a client who has this exposure. I would tell them to come forward, but their lawyers would probably tell them not to. Yeah. That's well, true, too. You think, you, you, Judah, you're giving the right advice. The, right. It's the cover-up that brings it down. Had Nixon <laughs> simply said, you know, it's really bad. These guys did that. My campaign was not involved in this. Uh, I'm cut off. He would have he would have been president until 76, right? right, and, right. You know, it, it was just like, all right, FBI, just make this thing go away. That's what blew him right. away. That's what got him, right? And right, so he, right. he, every human being doesn't – people – the ego, the human ego is so delicate that the right. idea of admitting that I made a mistake is more terrifying than taking yeah. an extremely risky and unlikely path to get out of it. Yeah. And that never works. Right. So you've got but, all of these, yeah. you've got all these companies that are exposed potentially. And, and I'm, I'm wondering here uh, because Dan, you have a, you have an investment center there. You've got the brokerage firm, Matthew, you're independent and, and you've got, you know, various different types of clients. So when now you've got some investor concern, if they come to the brokers or they come to the banks and they sit there and say, was any of my money in FTX? And if it was, how do the brokers handle that part? What do they do with this? I certainly don't have anyone that has a significant exposure to it that I know of. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real curious about some of the regulatory agencies, FINRA lost a fortune and the collapse during 08. The, mm -hmm. um, it's, and I used to, in our audits, I always threw that out and always uh, got a nice response from people, from the auditors. And uh, see if the SEC has it on their books, because they probably do. Yeah, I think the biggest exposure, you know, most of my clients don't own individual securities. They own mutual funds and ETFs and things like that. And there's a chance that some of those funds and things actually had some exposure or actually had assets on the exchange, the NTX exchange. I've not heard that yet, uh, but certainly they've all suffered as the value of cryptocurrency has uh, collapsed in response to this. Um but, you know, anybody who was investing in it in the first place knew it was volatile. That's why they got in it. The fact that it goes down shouldn't be any surprise since they wanted it to go up so high. I mean, seriously, that that's the way people should have been. Anybody that owned cryptocurrency should have been doing it with money they could afford to lose anyway. Yeah. Now, that may not describe Disney. It may not describe a lot of other people, but that is the truth. 
And of course, that's what we would have advised our clients to do all along is, you know, if you want to take a speculation, you know, do it with this little chunk of money, not with the house money. And um, I'm like, I'm like Matt, uh, we've not seen any fallout on that yet at all. So it's a mess. It's well, an interesting mess, me. though. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm looking forward to, apparently, Michael Lewis has been embedded with them. Oh, that's right. Well, so that's but, yeah, but that's great. His but, but work. Like, yeah, but Lewis is like, you know, you're like, but, how did you stick? How did you spend six months with these guys and not notice that they were all frauds and had, with a sex commune in the Bahamas? How did you not see that unless you were participating in the sex commune? <laughs> well, he might have seen it just <laughs> just you know, reported it. That's right. Stop it. it well, he but, writes a great book though, so that ought to be good. Well, can you, you imagine know, the per personality change of his? Uh, it's his people walk into the most arrogant group of people in the world and watch them go bankrupt. I'm so. I'm waiting for the next shoe to drop and we're gonna find out that FTX somehow was connected to Balenciaga because that's the Why that's not? the next Why thing. Why, Why not? not? Why not? I mean, I mean I mean this is this is a club, right? This is a club. They're all connected, right? The all bingo card the bingo card is getting full with a bunch of stuff that I never expected to have <laughs> yeah. on the bingo card. It's well, just crazy. I, if, if, if I may bring a spiritual thought to this, you know, I was hanging out with a friend of mine yesterday and I'm a Muslim and my friend is a devout <laughs> Christian. And I, I said to her, I was like, look, you know, the the book of Revelation, the word revelation in Greek is apocalypsis. And apocalypsis doesn't mean the end of the world. It means the unveiling where all truths come out and yeah. <laughs> we're entering this time where nothing can be hidden anymore. I, I have, I have written about that before that there are no secrets mm -hmm. and, and people who think there are secrets are arrogant and stupid because they blow mm -hmm. up. There is no such thing. One of the stories I tell was the story of the Mossad uh, executing the guy, uh, mm -hmm. you know, 10 years ago where the entire team marches in through the airport. Nobody's disguised. <laughs> nobody's hidden. Nobody's nothing. And they, they have actually, these people were, um, I, I can't even remember where it was, but it's another it Middle Dubai. Eastern. It Dubai. Dubai. Yeah. It was Dubai. Yeah. It was Dubai. And, and, the entire team is is filmed for the entire weekend. They have wow. them coming into the airport, going to the hotel, going up the elevator, sending a guy down to his room. Guy comes out, they go back down the elevator. No attempt at anything because there are no secrets. There are no secrets today. That is the truth. Eventually, everything that can be known will be known. And that's why, it, you know, it, hiding from it. it. Except for the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they just they just locked those secrets up for another fifty right. years, right? I think those operatives, you know, they're not operatives anymore since I, I've seen their picture on the internet. So right. I, okay, yeah. they're not very useful operatives. So I think they're either gonna be have a very nice retirement home, uh, you know, on the beach in Tel Aviv or you know, a helicopter crash, right? right. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, that's going to wrap up our hour. Thanks very much for being here. Let, let me go around the horn and uh, everybody let us know uh, where we can find everybody and, and stuff. Judah, let's start with you with uh, Harold PR. It's, it's, it's uh, www.haroldpr.com. You could find me on Twitter at Harold PR or at Judah E at, uh, at, on Twitter. And I'm, I'm there and I can easily found by any Google search. <laughs> And Cameron, you're still uh, locked out of Twitter, but you're on Patreon. Where can people find you, sir? Yeah, my Patreon, if, if we throw a link in there, my Patreon is you can go to Patreon. Uh, it, Cameron, let me see if I can get the link in here myself. But yeah, so if you go to my Patreon, that's that's way I, where I communicate with the world. That's where I put out my theories. And the benefit now of uh, 
what happened with the Patreon is that in the last uh, several months, I've gotten a lot of actual Disney employees, you know, who are, you know, yeah. people that work at different aspects of companies who are members who then feed me memos and information. No. And well, they didn't, you know, this whole FTX theory that I came up with is not something they fed me. But when I put it out there, they started saying that makes sense to us. And then they started feeding me, well, look at all these links that the boss had said about crypto. It's not the company is in crypto. Right. And nobody at the company's talking about this. And suddenly we're like, this might be because they've you know, they put the spotlight onto something else, but now this makes sense. So if you want to follow the information I've got on Patreon, I will throw the link in there and uh, come join me. Okay. Yeah. And Matthew, you've, you've kind of, you're kind of under the radar with your, with your investment. Right. Advice, I'm, but... I'm registered with a couple of firms. I don't want this to be considered advertising. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, right. mm-hmm. and... so, but uh, Matthew Stevens, I could be found though. All right. And uh, Dan, <laughs> where you. can people find you, sir? Uh, Dan Danford, and I'm the uh, CEO of a company called Family Investment Center that's in St. Joseph in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, but if you really want to reach out to me, uh, I also have a website called Ask Dan Danford, uh, where you can submit questions and I'll tell you what I think the answers are. Okay. And you've also got a YouTube channel connected to that. We're going to put links to all of these things in our show notes after after we get done here so people can find all of you. Gentlemen, thanks very much for being here. We'll definitely have to do Thank this you. again very soon. That was fun. Uh, very fun. Yeah, it was. Thank and you. actually, I, with I learned Matt, a great deal from this. Matt and Dan, Matt and <laughs> Dan are going to have a chance. So. Yeah, Matt and Dan are going to have a chance to do a little bit more on it next Wednesday when we have our regular, usual Money Talk edition. Serena Strauss will be here on Monday to talk about her debut novel, Reinception. And uh, that's going to be uh, an interesting conversation, I think. And so we do hope you join us for that. Open line Friday on Friday, every Friday in December. So uh, check that out. And uh, we are on our way to episode 500 on December 30th. So uh, uh, be around. We're going to have some announcements and some news. Uh, you can find us on all the different social media platforms. We're on different video platforms. So connect with us everywhere over there. And that's going to do it for us today. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Remember, there are four lights. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio. 